could only have so much on your plate. And so I've learned that if I'm going to add something new to that plate, I have to be willing to take something off. And if I can't, and if I can't do that, then I have to say no. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to The Pursuit. I'm excited to have my new friend and guest, Jamie Villalobos, with us today. And at The Pursuit, you know we're all about helping you with your best body, mind, spirit, and life. And Jamie, many of you listening know Jamie already, but um, there's some of you that don't. And I'm excited to have her on today to be sharing because she's an example of that, of someone that's been a very successful entrepreneur for over two decades now. And what's unique about her story in business is not only has she her and her husband, Sean, done that, but they've helped a lot of other people become six-figure earners and some seven-figure earners in business as well, too. And, and ultimately here, what we're going to talk a lot about is not just how do you become successful in business, but how do you become successful in life? So I'm excited to have her on the show. She's got her new book coming out shortly, which we're going to talk about, too. And I think you're going to love today. Jamie, thanks for the time today. Awesome. Thanks, Ben. I'm excited to be on with you guys today. Me too. Me too. So let's let's jump in for those that don't know you. And I learned actually reading through some of your book, uh, even more of your story I didn't know. Uh, let's tell people a bit about you and a bit about your story and where you came from. Yeah, well, where I came from, I actually grew up in a very tiny town in Montana, um, just about an hour from the Canadian border and an hour from the North Dakota border. So just little tiny, very rural farming community. And the population was about 325 people. So oh, wow. very small and very small thinking. Yeah. And so, you know, growing up, we we were very poor. I was the oldest of six kids and I felt a big responsibility on me to help out my family and to uh, be able to be an example to my younger siblings. And so uh, I knew there was no money for, for college. We barely had enough money to eat. We lived on welfare and those things. So, so after high school, I, I moved to California with the idea of getting a good job and being able to pay my way through school and also help my family back home. And I ended up working in corporate America for, for years and uh, just started to grow tired of it, started to realize that I, well, I felt anyways that I was wasting my, my time, wasting my life. Hmm. Um, I don't know if it, you guys have ever felt this, but I, I hit an income ceiling where I couldn't work any harder and I couldn't make any more money. So I started growing more and more dissatisfied. But I think the biggest challenge there was that I had stopped learning. I had stopped growing and I felt hmm. like I had I wasn't making an impact with my life. And I just knew that if I had something else that was mine, like my own business, an entrepreneur, that I could pour my heart into something uh, that was making a, you know, a much more of an impact, but that you know, I could be doing something that I controlled my time, be able to put my family and faith first, that I would find something, I would find something that I loved that uh that I would be good at. But I was 22 years old. Mm. <laughs> I, you know, I, I hadn't finished college. And so um I didn't really know what 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 was out there for me. So mm -hmm. I stayed I stayed at Corporate America for months, just getting again more and more sick of it. Um, but I found that even though I was making way more money than most of my friends, I was doing very well. I guess is you know what what normal good good job and good income is. I still didn't wasn't able to help my family back home, and again, mm -hmm. just no fulfillment. Hmm. That's interesting. So you were looking and, and then obviously it ended up you getting into business and, and building what you guys have built today. And yeah. I find that interesting because I think there's a lot of people that are probably similar to you and that they're frustrated with where their careers are. They can't see themselves going further, but maybe they're hesitant to take that next step. Obviously you did. So what advice would you give to people in, in that space? 
Yeah, well, there's a lot of people doing that right now. <laughs> there's this yeah. great resignation happening. That's right. But I think with this great resignation, I think that people don't just want a side hustle. They want something that they can plant their flag, something that's theirs, something that they can call their own shots. And that's what I was really looking for. So, you know, people had offered me different opportunities and things, um, but I was looking for something that was that I could be passionate about. And just luckily one day I was at the gym and a lady had come in who had never worked out before. She was super sweet and she had just had a baby. And I was kind of showing her around, helping her out. And she said, you know, you're you're very good at people. Have you ever thought of doing something different? And to me, you know, I was so hungry. I was so hungry for change in my life. I was like, yeah, yeah. Tell me more about it. What does your husband do? And, and, uh, she, she proceeded to, you know, give me a, a, a version of what her husband does and invite me down to meet with him. And thank goodness I found something that I could, uh, get behind, you know, with, with passion and, and grow a company of my own and had great mentorship. That's incredible. Incredible. Um, you know, I, I'm, curious too in the transitions for you. So there's kind of being a young, hungry entrepreneur starting out and, and all that goes into building that, which we'll talk a bit about. And then there's getting married and having a family. And what are some of the, the main, I guess, changes and maybe even challenges you found in some of those transitions? Well, first was a transition of going from an employee right. to a self-employed, you know, business owner, actually. Right. And that's, that's a lot because, you know, at first you're you know, maybe you're great at sales or maybe you're great at, you know, whatever it is that you do, but there's a different set of skills in being a business owner. That's leadership skills. And that's, you need thick skin. You know what I mean? You need to be totally, you know, just a ton of persistence and tenacity and, and, uh, and not, not give up too early, not care too much about what people think about you. So I had to kind of get over all that stuff and just get into building my company. And so in the beginning, yeah, I was this driven, hungry, just <laughs> working all the time, maniac entrepreneur. I was the first one in the office. I was the last one to leave. I was the one asking a million questions to any mentor that would come, you know, anywhere near me. And, uh, and so I, and I loved it. I loved it because again, I was growing mm -hmm. and I was learning and I was making a difference. And so I didn't mind it. I didn't mind that I was working maybe even more hours in the beginning than corporate America. It didn't feel like it because I was, right. I loved it. Um, you know, but then there is, there is the transitions when I got married, you know, I want to be able to include my spouse in my vision, in my passion. I want to be on the same page, kind of going towards a common dream. And, and so I had to kind of redo my goals, not to shrink them, mm. but to expand them to include everything that we wanted to do together. And, um, and then also learn how to kind of work with my spouse because we kind of were in business together at that point. You know, mm -hmm. I just believe even no matter what you're doing, if you own a hardware store, if you own whatever it is that the spouse needs to be involved, you know, and they need, they may not want to be all in, but they should be all in with the vision of where the family is going and where the business is going and where your life is headed. So I had to learn how to, I guess, um, compromise and also learn how to figure out what roles we're going to play in the home and in the office and be fluid and flexible as things changed or as new things came up or new challenges or new growth opportunities came up. Um, so I had to make some changes there. Uh, I was always excited. So was he about, um, about our life that we are building together. So it wasn't that difficult to make those changes. I know some people face that um, in the beginning with maybe having a negative spouse, uh, where they're trying to grow 
grow their vision. But um, that wasn't it was he was never negative. He was always supportive. Uh, still, there's a lot of adjustments that need to be made. Then as I started having kids, well, you know, I could be that crazy maniac entrepreneur in the office that forgets to eat all day. Right. Right. But I can't forget to feed my kids. Right? <laughs> so it's a completely different deal of, and responsibility. So, you know, having the one kid, I don't know, she just came up, she just came along with me everywhere that I went. Luckily, I, ha I have my own business, so I can, I can kind of take her along. And then I had two kids and then I had three kids and, and then four. I don't know, but three was the hardest adjustment for me. Three was like, I'm outnumbered. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's totally outnumbered here. Um, but you learn to tweak your schedule. You learn to figure out what your priorities are. You've learned to figure out how to manage your schedule and tons and tons of communication with your kids, with your spouse, with the people that are in your support network. Um, tons of communication around, again, what the goal is, where you're headed, what's on the plate, what needs to come off the plate. Um, and, but, but I think more than anything, it's getting clarity on what you really want your life to look like and what those priorities are and getting all of that stuff in the calendar first, uh, and then being able to not feel guilty when you are working your tail off to achieve a big goal. You know, a lot of people I, that I mentor and coach, the str they struggle with that. They struggle with balance. They struggle with burnout. They struggle with the feeling that maybe they're spending too much time in the office and not enough time with their child, or that their marriage is kind of, something's going wrong because they're feeling this pull Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. And we're going to talk lots about your book, but I know in your book, you talked about where there was times where you were battling with the question was, what was I paying too high a price of success? And I think that's what you're talking about is how do we balance all of that? So you gave some as you just gave a whole bunch actually, but of <laughs> scheduling what's actually important and really deciding what else do you talk to people about in terms of everyone seeking perfect balance, which we know doesn't really exist. I don't think anyways, but yeah, yeah talk about that. Well, yeah, I don't, I, perfect balance is, is a myth. I think that um, for me, if I'm coaching, like, I, I don't know, I just found the last few years that my, the thing I was most passionate about coaching people uh, was when they were trying to get their business off the ground or they just you know, started having some level of success. Like, Hey, Jamie, I'm making a quarter million now, but now my kids are complaining about how busy I am or I'm fighting with my wife. And so I love that we, I could just kind of give them some tools and help them get clarity and bring happiness back into their life, fulfillment back into their business. And, um, and so, yeah, they, they, they might be having these feelings of their off balance, but you know what? That's everybody <laughs> all of the time. You just don't want to have this distraction of while I'm at the office, I'm thinking, am I ruining my kids? Am I not spending enough time with them? You know, maybe I should be home more. Or when I'm at home feeling like, well, am I still, uh, am I still competitive? Am I still doing what needs to be done to move my business forward? Am I going to go backwards? That's a big, that's a big concern for a lot of, a lot of business owners are like, well, am I going to, am I going to lose the progress I've already made because I now right. I'm spending so much more time here. And so, yes, there's no perfect balance, but here's the, here's the secret. You know, I think that if you get clarity, clarity is your best friend, <clears throat> Instead of searching for perfect balance, be be after be going after happiness and your ideal life, your ideal vision of what you want your life to look like. So you're pursuing passion, you're pursuing fulfillment versus you know this um, this perfect balance. So there's going to be times where 
that you are, you know, trying for this big goal in your business, maybe a promotion level or an income level or something that you want to do as a team. And so you have this big goal that you're, you know, 60 days, 90 days, you're trying to, you know, hit this deadline. And so you're going to be tilted more towards business during that time. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be other times where maybe uh, one of your family members is sick, a parent that's ill, or a kid that's having a hard time with something in school. And so again, you're going to have to put more focus there. So you're kind of going to go back and forth and use common sense, but you have a perfect clarity of where you're going with your spouse, if you are married, hopefully, um, this ideal life. And so I got clear, uh, I got clear on what I wanted for my faith and what I, the my lifestyle that I wanted for my family, I got clear on what it looked like. So in the end, all this hard work you're doing, these phone calls, the grind, all the awards, hopefully that you're winning and the accolades and the money in the end, what's it all for? Mm. What does it look like? I got clear on that. I got clear on what I wanted for my health, my wellness, um, my, my, the things that make me, you know, just really fired up and passionate in the contribution goals that I have. So I got clear on what that second version of me looks like. There's two of you. There's the guy or gal that is mm-hmm. and the one that could be. And I got clear on what she looked like and what she did for others, the contribution, the leadership skills, what that looked like. And so I was constantly chasing that. And so when all these little things come up or these distractions, family stuff, sick parent, whatever, when all these things come up, they're just like hurdles. Mm. They're hurdles, you know, on this, this race I'm running, this marathon that I'm running and this hurdle, instead of looking at the problem and just, that's all I can focus on and dealing with what's today and now and all the stuff. Instead, I still can, I can still see that finish line. And I just said, okay, here's a hurdle. How do I get under it, around it? Who can pull me across this one? Do I have a mentor I can reach out to? What is the solution? And just move past it, past it much more quickly. So it didn't get caught up in this whole balance thing for too long. Although it still happens like right now with the book coming out and uh, I'm in the middle of making a big move um, in our, we're moving our home. And there's just a lot on my plate, more than normal. And so again, I have to apply the stuff that I teach as far as, how do you communicate? How do you take things off the plate? And how do you organize your life to be so that you're not stressed out? Hmm. Incredible. I think that one of the things that you're probably really good at is uh, obviously there's things that you need to say yes to, but you're, I would guess you're probably pretty good at some things you need to say no to as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think especially as female leaders, sometimes it's hard to say no, especially if you have, I have a lot of people that look to me as their, mentor, coach, but sometimes it's more than that. People will come to me and say, Jamie, you're the only person that we know that's an example of successful marriage mm. or or happy even. Mm. And I'm like, well, you can't put that on me to be perfect. <laughs> I'm not perfect. <laughs> right. But but here's the thing. They're looking to me as this example and they they're they're needing, I guess, you know, coaching or whatever from me or advice. And they ask you, can you do this for me? Can you do that for me? Can you be on this call? Can you do that? And I had to learn uh, even as my organization and my companies grew bigger and bigger, that it's okay to say no. It's even okay to say no to family, mm-hmm. you know? And so uh, I actually have a course called Streamline Your Life in Seven Days, and I have scripts in there that I use in case the PTA president calls or whatever and wants me to do something major or um, 
a parent asks or a family member asks, and it is okay to say no. And so if you have, you can only have so much on your plate. Mm-hmm. You can only have so much on your plate. And so I've learned that if I'm going to add something new to that plate, I have to be willing to take something off. And if I can't, and if I can't do that, then I have to say no. But I've made scripts for myself. <laughs> I can send easy emails that it's a nice way to say no. And uh, I don't feel guilty about it afterwards. But um, but you got to be, it's part of self-care. It's mm-hmm. part of wellness. You know, a lot of people say, Jamie, man, like you just don't burn out all the, all of your competition, they have to like, you know, take breaks or slow down and you just don't because I take care of myself first. And it wasn't like that forever. I was from the beginning, I had to learn that through lots of trial and error and mistakes, but, um, but saying no is one of the majors of self-care. If you can't handle it, it's okay to say no. Um, and like I said, if your plate is overflowing (laughs) with stuff, um, you're gonna, you're gonna be burnt out. I think it's, it's great to be busy. I love being busy, but there's a busy that's stressed out and anxious and it's no fun. And and it's very different from the busy that's fulfilled, making an impact in the lives of others and growing personally and progressing. Yeah. That's a great way to put it. It's so true. So true. And I think that uh, I know one of the chapters in your book is um, something along the lines of making your priorities really your priorities, make sure your priorities are your priorities. And I think that's a lot what you're talking about too, is that that's where saying no comes in is that does this fit into what the major priorities are? Yeah. Um, Does it fit in with with what what you want, where you're going? Mm -hmm. You know, just first of all, that's a big one. I mean, if it's not in alignment with what your goals are right now and where you're going, um, and it's just something that they're asking you to do. I got asked one time to be like the PTA president. And then my first thought was like, heck no, no way. There's no <laughs> chance in hell, right? But I didn't want to say that. So I'm like, you know what? Wow, what an amazing honor. I feel so honored that you would even think of me in such a important role. Let me talk to my husband and I'll, I'll let you know. Yeah. Then I shot, shot him off one of my emails. It says, hey, again, so honored that you would think of me. Um, my husband thinks I have too much on my plate right now, which is always true. So it's fine. <laughs> it's true. Um, but you know, maybe think of me throughout the year for other volunteer opportunities, nice. but, not, but yeah. I'm not able to do this at this time, you know? So it, it wasn't an alignment. Me being that PTA president was not going to help my kids learn more or be happier. Yeah. It's not, it's right. just going to make me stress out more and have more to do. For that sure. I don't need, right. Yeah. So, so again, if it's not in alignment with that, that's of course a no, that's easy. But then there's things that are in alignment with it or things that you're very passionate about, but it's just not good timing. Mm. Right. Um, So I guess the first thing would be to figure out what your priority roles are. I have lots of roles. I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I'm a business leader. Um, You know what I mean? I have all these different roles. I'm a sister. I'm a daughter. You know, I have church responsibilities. I have all these different roles that are important roles in my life. Mm -hmm. And that fills my plate. (laughs) But but I also kind of identify how are those people going to know that they're a priority role of mine? How is my husband going to know that he's priority? If I'm a busy entrepreneur that's so focused on the next goal, sometimes two, three months could go by and you haven't done a date night. Mm. So I've identified what are the non-negotiables? that make sure that these priority that I t- I'm telling myself that they're my priority. You might even tell yourself, well, this is my why. 
This is why I'm working so hard. But if they don't feel like they're your number one, it's all for nothing. Hmm. It's all for nothing. I just went on this amazing trip um, that our company paid for in Hawaii. And I was talking to one of the other leaders and I said, did your children come? And they said, no, um, I didn't bring my kids. I paid for them to come, but they changed their mind because they knew I'd be working the whole time and not spending time with them. Hmm. And I was like, you got to read my book. (laughs) 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 Because I I felt so, it was so sad to me that he, he wanted to bring his kids. He paid for his kids to come. And they were like, no, thanks, dad. You're not going to spend time with us anyway. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I think that identify it's okay. It's even if you're saying this is my why, and even if you're saying this is who I'm doing it for, if they don't feel like it, really the reason I wrote this book and I wrote, I wrote it during COVID because it was so overwhelming the need. Hmm. I planned on writing a book way longer when I was, you know, when the kids are out of, out of, you know, my house and I I had more time, Mm -hmm. but during COVID, it was just on my heart so much that there was this huge need for this, this, you know, we are, we are more unhappy right now as a, as United States and in Canada Mm -hmm. have been in 50 years. We are more unhappy. And so I've seen people, successful people making tons of money and then boom, COVID hits and it's gone. Marriage has just exploded. You know, I saw it happen in 2008 financial crisis. And so what good is it if you're making millions of dollars, but you get divorced because of it, or your kids don't want to talk to you, or you're spending all this money you made like to repair your health because you neglected your health for so long. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So to me, winning and being successful is, is being happy when you get to that destination and strong so that you don't have all, you know, these worries, these stress that you can enjoy everything that you've built. Mm, I love it. Well, let's, uh, on that note, let's jump into the book. So happy and strong, which when we do release this episode, will be just about coming out right around then everybody. So make sure you get a copy of it. Um, so COVID kind of sped you up in terms of getting the book done, something you need right at some point. And um, tell us a bit about it. Tell us a bit about uh, maybe some of the favorite parts in it for you. And then I have some questions as some of the stuff I read as well. So, um, you know, the first, the first half of the book again is for how do you become successful? How do you build this great business? How do you, as an entrepreneur, win at the highest levels. You know, I have a mentor named Ed Milet, uh, who's a great guy, one of my good friends and business partners for about 23 years now. And right before COVID, actually, we were, I was at his house and we were talking and he said, Jamie, I coach all these different people, but you're the only one that I know that's a strong female making these, you know, multiple seven figures, but also has, you know, this incredible marriage for great kids, you know, that family's first, that you're doing all this philanthropy, traveling the world, doing all this, you know, different philanthropic work. He's like, so I want, he's like, I think that you should really start talking about that, teaching that. So I started doing these courses called Happy and Strong to teach entrepreneurs Mm. these things that I've learned from great mentors and from lots of mistakes over the years. And I loved it. You know, I just loved it. And then COVID hit. And I found myself doing free Happy and Strong events on mental wellness, Mm. just keeping them keeping them from not like giving up on their dreams, you know, and overcoming the overwhelm that they were in. Um, and then, like I said, my, in my heart and my mind, it was just something pressing on me. Like now is the time to do this. And 
I felt like it was actually a, a pretty easy book to write. Um, but uh, yeah, I, the, so that's the first half, you know, becoming yeah. successful in business. The middle kind of is about how to now become a leader and develop mm -hmm. leadership on your, you know, under you so that you're freed up so that you're not in your business all the time, that you can have lifestyle. Mm. How do you have more? And, and you can scale easier too when you, when you learn these skills. Um, and then the second half of the book is what everybody wants to know. How do you balance it all? How do you have it all, right? Mm -hmm. Faith, family, fitness, finance, you know, fun, fulfillment. How do you do those things? How do you balance it all? Because I think a lot of people want that. They hear it, the Fs, the four Fs or whatever, you know, they hear that. They start to get going and they're willing to pay a price, but they're not really clear on what that price is. You know, I made a decision a long time ago that um, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to win. I had big whys. I wanted to help my family back home. I wanted to be an example to my little sisters that it didn't matter where we came from, didn't matter what we went through. All that mattered is where we wanted to go and what we wanted to do with our life. So I had this, just this passion to go out and do something with my life. But I, and again, I was willing to do whatever it took as long as it was moral and ethical and legal. But I made that decision a long time ago that if the price for success was my marriage, my kids, then that price was too high. Mm. And, and so a lot of people don't know where that is, like don't know what that price is. And so, or how to negotiate it so that you are, you're not um, hitting a plateau. Mm -hmm. I've seen that where they'll hit like a quarter million or a half million income or something. And then in their mind, they start to tell themselves, well, this is good. I'm making more money than I ever have. Um, I don't think I need all that stuff. <laughs> and so they start to negotiate in their mind, like maybe this is enough. Mm. And they stop learning again. They stop growing again. They start to settle for less than the best version of themselves. And so the second half of the book is how all my tools all my little tricks, all my little charts, all my little things to help you streamline your life um, and be able to just go in business and grow and keep growing. And again, keep reinventing yourself to become that second version of you. Yeah. So great. What I've noticed in uh, a lot of successful people, I know like yourself, that um, you do reach a certain level of financial success that to go beyond that, it's not about money anymore. Or perhaps when you start, it is, but it's about service. It's about making an impact in people's lives. And it's a, it's a special thing. Um, there's a couple of things I want to talk about from the book, actually. And one is this idea is it's good enough not being perfect. And I feel like that's a great message to be sharing. So I want to hear more from you on that. Yeah, maybe not everybody deals with that the way I do. I'm kind of a recovering perfectionist, okay. <laughs> kind of a control freak. And, um, you know, I just, I wanted everything to be perfect in business or, you know, with the kids or whatever. And um, I just, I realized that, you don't. it's okay. It's okay not to be perfect. It's okay not to have every single detail in place before just charging and going. Um, I have a, another great friend named Greg Cap who, one time I was driving with my car and he, he called me and he said, Jamie, I just want to tell you something. And, and Greg is just the most amazing person. Like he's, he just makes you feel so special and so good. He's so good at um, just telling you your gifts and, and um, encouraging and praising you. So he calls, of course, I see it's him. I answer, I'm excited. I'm ready to hear all his wonderful words of encouragement. And he said, Jamie, you know, that you're a, a great mom. And I said, well, thanks. Yeah. And he's like, well, you're not a perfect mom. And I said, okay. And he said, well, nobody is a perfect mom. 
No one's a perfect mom, but you're a great mom and you don't have to be perfect. Let it go. Right. And then he said, and you know, you're a great leader in business. And I'm like, oh, thanks, Greg. He's like, but you're not perfect. But don't worry, nobody is. Hmm. And, you know, you just need to just you need to be at peace with that and be happy with that. And so I kind of learned to like let things go. I would overanalyze, overthink, um, try to get everything just right. I would be in the office late at night, like trying to get everything done for today. So nothing was left over for tomorrow. Hmm. And honestly, what I was doing was I was doing just, I was just taking on more of a burden constantly. I was doing some of my assistance work even, right? Just taking on, I like, if I'm going to do it right, I got to do it myself kind of thing. Hmm. And now I'm like, you know what? I got to let it go. I got, if I'm going to grow, if I'm going to scale, if I'm going to get to this dream life that I'm, I'm so excited about, I'm going to have to learn to systematize stuff, which means other people are running it, not me. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to have to learn how to delegate a lot more. I'm going to have to learn how to use more of my resources that are out there and just trust that it's all going to work out. And you know what? It's just way less stressful <laughs> and it's way more fun. But yeah, I have this thing now if I'm overthinking, overanalyzing. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie. If you have daughters or little kids, you probably have seen um, the the movie with Elsa, Anna. Yeah, Frozen <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Frozen. Many Frozen. times. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, when she sings, let it go, yep. let it go, right? That's my motto for myself. I can nice. just let it go so that I can grow. Right. And and I just see so many entrepreneurs getting stuck in, 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 in the minors. Yeah. And they say, don't major in the minors, you know, go think big, think bigger. Yeah. And that's why, like I said earlier, having that clarity, that perfect clarity so much so that you can like close your eyes and play a movie about the day that you retire your your mom or you know the day that you're by that dream home or again perfect clarity of what your life is going to look like that you're so fired up about it every day that when these little things are happening it's easier for you to say okay it's not that big of a deal mm -hmm. it's a it's a small thing to a giant it's a small thing to a giant this is where i'm going that second version of me would not worry about this little thing but i see so many people just get stuck spinning their wheels, you know, mm -hmm. on these, on these little things. So, so yeah, there's a whole chapter on how to <laughs> free yourself from those things. That's so great. I think it's so important too, because whether I know a lot of you listening are entrepreneurs, but if you're not, I think a lot of us struggle with that idea of being perfect. Right. And, uh, and that you don't need to be, and you're never going to be right. You can be great in the areas that matter though. That's for sure. Such yeah, a and I, I think as leaders, people don't want a perfect leader. They want an authentic leader. Hmm. They don't want a perfect mom. They want a mom that's that's there for them. Right. You know, I had a one time I was in church and my my kids never sit still and never quiet. Or whatever. And I remember kind of taking my daughter out, of you know, and sitting her down like we're sitting out here. You can't be quiet. You got to sit still. No more. No more coloring books or whatever. Not my best mom moment, obviously. But mm -hmm. I, I think about that. I'm like, who am I trying to impress? Mm -hmm. People sitting in the pew behind me. No, it's not about them. It's about my relationship with my daughter. And am I trying to, to correct her or am I trying to be perfect for someone else? Hmm. And that's a that's a huge thing. I think um, I, I go into that a lot in that chapter in the book of, you know, it's not about it's not about someone else. It's about you, your happiness, your relationships and your success that you're you're, you're trying to accomplish. It's so good. 
So good. Last thing I want to talk about out of the book, and then uh, I'm not going to share everything, obviously get the book, everybody. Um, but uh, is the idea of, and I'm really excited to hear about this, but creating memories versus getting things done. So I can't wait to hear more about that. My favorite chapter. Actually. Oh, is it? Cool. <laughs> um, actually, I have another publisher. Uh, Simon & Schuster is actually the publisher of this book, but another publisher offered me a book deal just to write that book. Cool. Uh, based on that chapter. I probably won't because I did, it's just so much after the book is written, there's so much other work. And I just want to be focused on building my business and, yeah. and, uh, and growing, you know, my other goals right now, but, but maybe someday, but yes, creating memories versus getting things done. Again, I am someone that's just, you know, has, I'm goal driven. I am focused. When I get an idea in my head, I'm like a hundred miles an hour trying to do it. And I'm going to, you know, just tunnel vision, laser, laser focus. And so I'll, you know, I'll, I'm get, I'm the type of guy that, that gets excited crossing off a to-do list. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so what I would do is I would, you know, like, we're late. Let's go, kids. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. Where's your shoes? Where's your this? Where's your that? And then I would get irritated or grumpy, you know, and, you know, we're late. And now I'd rather be late and happy than on time and mean and grumpy, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So I'm focused more on being in the moment. I'm focused more on, um, instead of just getting things done, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and crossing things off a list or hitting that next goal. Um, I'm focused on creating this amazing life. And I, I honestly believe I, I live a life that most people would call a dream life. We travel the world. We travel like every other month somewhere on fun adventures with our family. You know, we, our backyard right now is like the paradise for kids. We had a ton of high school kids over here yesterday on our, on our half pipe. And nice. there's always like people on the water slides or, you know what I mean? And um, we just, that's to me, I think that people try to separate business, family, and these other, you know, passions that they have. And to me, it's just all kind of mingled together. The kids are involved with our business. They, they know why we're doing it. We communicate a ton with them. Um, so I'll just, you know, I'll give an example. I used to be like, we'd go to Disneyland or something and me having a plan for everything. I'd get out the map, I'm like, okay, we're going to start here and then we're going to work our way around. <laughs> and so the kids like, look at me with my explaining my plan, like, oh, Mom's so boring. Okay. Yeah. Mom always has to ruin the fun. And I don't want to be that mom. You know, I want to be at the, I don't want to be the, necessarily the fun mom, but I do want to create lasting memories. Right. So I remember this one Disneyland trip as I'm kind of showing them my, my plan of what we're going to do and where we're going to eat and all this stuff. And they kind of looked at me like, okay. I said, you know what? Where do you guys want to go first? Pirates of the Caribbean, whatever. We did a lot more walking that day, that trip than most, but those kids still talk about that time. Right. So I want to try to be in the moment um, always. Like I remember one time we went to the movies and um, we were the only ones in the theater. Sometimes that happens, right? We, us, Sean and I, all the kids were the only ones in the theater. We watched this, this movie and I don't want to miss even a little moment to create a lasting memory that bonds the family. So um, at the end of the movie, they had all the credits playing and it was some fun, like upbeat dance song. And so we went down, Sean and I went down um, in front of the screen on this little platform and we just started dancing. 
And I'm like, come on, guys, let's go. You know how much it cost me to rent out this theater just for our family to have a dance party? <laughs> and so the kids come down, they're all dancing, we're having a great time. And finally, we left the theater. I'm like, gosh, you guys, you guys, you guys know, I have no idea what it took just to, to make this special time for our family where we just rented out this entire theater. And they looked at me like, yeah, right, mom, you didn't rent out the theater. I'm like, no, you're, you're right. But you know what? Again, it's something that they still talk about. So there's a very simple systematic way to do this that is, it's going to help you with your business, but it's also going to help you grow your relationships, your marriage and your, and, and your family, your kids. And so it ha- it's around family traditions. So in in that chapter, I really teach a very, very simple way to incorporate family traditions into your day to day. Um, Things that your kids will remember forever. And when they move out of the house, they'll it'll it'll make them have a pull to come back home Hmm. for Christmas, for holidays. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And again, I've had incredible mentors on this, but um, it's just something that, again, as entrepreneurs and as even working moms, you know, and, and dads, we, we get busy. For we sure. live in a world that is chaotic right now. Mm-hmm. It's just so many distractions, even outside of the new, you know, the news and in and, and business and just so much things causing so much stress and busyness, uh, the overbooked schedules with kids. I, I show you how to simplify that so that if the kids are still, you know, exploring and learning new gifts and talents, but you're not the person running around to soccer, to this, to that all the time, simplifying that. So again, you're not just catering to the kids, but yet still letting them grow, explore and improve their, their, ta- their talents. So, um, but anyway, you know, like I said, with, the, with this idea of create memories versus getting things done, you know, memories can be, be replayed over and over again. Mm. You know what I mean? Versus yeah. just something that we did, an event that we did, a, fun family day that we did. Right. And so again, we, we have these little things that the kids look forward to every day. We have these little things that they look forward to every week, uh, every holiday, these different little things that bind the family and also free you up. So you're not the, the person that's like entertaining your kids all the time and driving them all over the place. And again, your, 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 your focus has to be faith, family and business or at least that's what mine are, um, you know, but sometimes, like I said, even though you are, have these big goals in business, the family stuff can become very, very overwhelming, especially I have four kids. So if I have four kids, sure. they're all in sports, they're all in stuff. And how am I supposed to grow my business when I'm, again, being spread so thin? So there's right. just a lot of little tools in that area that can enhance your life, your happiness, your fulfillment, your kid's life, your relationships, um, but also free you up to continue to grow in, in your in your business. Amazing. I love it. I think that's going to be incredibly helpful for so many. Um, so for people to get more information, I know you have the website, happyandstrong.com. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's where they can pre-order the book. Well, depending when this is released, might be able to order it actually right now. Um, where else can they connect with you and, and get more information from you? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I'm giving tips constantly for entrepreneurs and uh, business people on my Instagram, which is uh, at jamie.villalobos. Okay. Um, happyandstrong.com is great. But right now the book is on pre-sale. May 17th is the publishing date. Um, and they can order it pretty much anywhere book, books are sold. I mean, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, you know, any, anywhere. 
Amazing. Amazing. Well, incredible. I'm excited for many people to get it. And I know that just some of the stuff you shared on here has been incredibly valuable and looking forward to a deeper dive into that too. Um, as we come to a close and just with everything that we've covered, if there's there's one thing that you would want to live with, uh, leave with people, part of me. So if they were to remember only one component of, of our time together today, what would you want to have them walking away with? Yeah, I think that the fact that you can do it, you can have it all. It's such a message out there that that it's not true, that you can't be very successful in business and making you know multiple seven figures and have a happy marriage and have you know great kids and four kids. You can't. So don't believe it. If don't believe that lie. You can have it all. If I can do it, you can do it. I promise you. There's nothing that I have that you don't have already have. There's no special talent or gift. It's always learnable through trial and error, but that's what this book is for, is to help you kind of avoid some of the error part. And, you know, I just want you guys to, to get clear, though, on where you're going, what you want. Again, clarity is your best friend. Figure out what turns you on, what's what sparks like that fire of like correcting an injustice. And maybe there's a passion for that you have about helping kids with autism or helping with, you know, the sex trafficking problem that's out there. Or I don't know, maybe it's helping kids in Uganda and orphanages in Uganda. Uh, you know, whatever it is for you, figure out what really motivates you that you could make a difference in. Figure out the dream life that you want for your kids, for your family. What do you want to do for your parents? What, get get a picture in your mind, Play be, be able to play a movie in your mind of what you want. There's a great quote from Napoleon Hill. It says, I can help anyone get anything that they want in life. I just can't find anybody who knows what they want. Mm. You got to figure out what you want. You got to get so turned on by that. People ask me all the time when they're here in my yard, like, you know, at the top of my hill, looking at the, the ocean or whatever. And they'll say, Jamie, you know, did you ever imagine when you were like, you know, just broke and living in that little apartment. Did you ever imagine having this? And I say, of course I did. <laughs> I, I imagined it every morning and every night as I read my written goals and my plan and looked at dream pictures of, you know, what, what my house was going to look like and, you know, the things I wanted to do for my family. And I continue to do it. Mm -hmm. I continue to do it. So you mentioned before about how people get kind of stuck at a certain income and they stop growing because it was about the money. I think, of course, for everybody in the beginning, it's about the money. You have to make money. The first order of business is to stay in business. Mm -hmm. You got to make money. But I want to challenge you to get past the money so that everything that you're doing is to make an impact and to grow to that next version of you. So for me, I, I, I had to dig deep you know, at one point because I had already hit all the goals, all those big dreams that I had. And, you know, I had hit a certain income that I was pretty comfortable and, you know, people ask me all the time, Jamie, how come you still work so hard? How come you're still in the game when you're making multiple seven figures residually? And honestly, I don't want, I don't want there to be a finish line because when you hit the finish line, you're finished. <laughs> I, I don't want to do that. I want to continue to grow. I want to make an impact. I want to do more contribution. So I have a goal now. I have a business plan that goes a hundred years past when I pass away. Wow. It's a hundred years deep past when I pass away. And uh, there's a trust in there that for any of my posterity, kids, grandkids, great, great grandkids, if they want to do any type of charity work or mission trips or anything like that, this trust will pay for them. But I have a goal of helping a hundred million families. This book is just a small piece of that. Right. You know, and so, you know, I just, I think that if your goals, like you said, Ben, are bigger than you, 
then you'll continue to grow. Yeah. Continue to become a better leader, a better communicator. Um, you'll continue the personal development and you'll continue to, because it doesn't end. How many more people can you impact? Mm -hmm. So I want, I want to build leaders that um, make money, successful entrepreneur type leaders that are, you know, financially set, but then they also have that spark inside of philanthropy. So again, whatever it is that turns you on, again, whatever that charity is, that cause that you would love to make a difference in, that you actually can. When you have leadership skills and you have money, you can change the world. Hmm. But it first starts with you getting clarity of what you want so that you're you're constantly gravitating closer to it. You're constantly growing you and uh, and you're not getting stuck with all the hurdles along the way. Incredible. So good. Thank you, Jamie. It's been amazing. I love it. Everybody, I know you love this episode. Make sure you're sharing it. Tag Jamie, tag myself. If you're new to yep. the show, subscribe, give us a review. We'd appreciate it. And hey, grateful to be bringing incredible people like Jamie and giving you an opportunity to learn from people that have created a life where you can have it all. And I love what Jamie closed with is that uh, you can do it. You can do it. Thanks so much for the time. Awesome. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for having me on.